Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi. Well, hello. Don't you like this sort of chaotic buzz of sound? Because it's homecoming and we're back. If you're here for the first time and you don't yet know me, pretty soon we'll be best friends. I'm Jackie Lewis, the shy senior minister of Middle Church. Pronouns she, her, hers. Welcome. Welcome home. Welcome to you for the first time. We're so glad to have you, and um, we hope that you'll make this place a home space for yourself. A few things to point out. It is homecoming today at Middle Church. As such, right after worship, uh, there is a food truck outside so we can go hang out and visit with each other in the park. I hope that you'll do that. Next Sunday is October 2nd, and we have two beautiful things happening. One is a blessing of the animals and the kind of 10 o'clock hour. Bring your stuffed animals and your real ones uh, for a blessing uh, next uh, Sunday morning. And right after the 1145 worship, we're going to have a congregational meeting so we can talk with you about our rebuilding, rising, tell you all of our plans, and have, help you to find your way into that. That's on the 2nd. On October 9th, Middle Church is, you know, nothing if we're not the justice place. We are working on a program called Liberate Democracy. And it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Along with our ongoing voter reform work, where we're writing postcards and trying to, trying to put some democracy up in these elections, uh, this is a program to educate you about what the issues are and what's at stake. It's free. It's um, at 2 o'clock, 2 to uh, 5 on our website. Um, is that right, Ben? It's a Zoom. That's right, that's right. Okay, so please come and please bring your friends. It's really important election, as you know. Uh, finally, just to hold this up so I can do it again later, we are, our program folks, inviting you to pick your ministries, pick your programs. What are you going to do this year to make the world a better place, all right? Um, Gordon Drott's in the house. <laughs> Gail Drott's in the house. She let Gordon come with her. <laughs> and you're in the house, and that means it's time to worship God. Thank you so much for coming. John. <laughs> yes. My friends, if you would stand as you are able, the words are in your bulletin. And just if you'd center yourself in just giving God thanks for being here another day that God woke you up, put your feet on solid ground.
Yes, Toad. Um, what you working on? An academic assignment. Like homework? But you're not in school. I have been invited to speak at the Academy of Amphibian Religions. Ooh, that sounds important. The world's finest scholars will be there. What you gonna talk about? Oh, you don't wanna hear. Tell me. Well, it's only an early draft. Very early. Primordial, really. I don't know what that means, but tell me. Well, <clears throat> my working title is Amphibians at Home. Ooh, I like it. A post-colonial eco-theological exploration of wilderness in the Exodus narrative. That does sound important. In this lecture, I will analyze the stories of Moses and the Israelites in the wilderness using an amphibian hermeneutic. <laughs> Accordingly, I will assert that amphibians who thrive in the liminal spaces between the water and land can help 21st century readers understand the wilderness between Egypt and the promised land as a metaphorical liminal space where all creation is empowered to grow and flourish. Frog, frog, frog. I will deconstruct the concept of wilderness itself. Frog. Yes, Toad. Want to know what I think? Yes, Toad. You should add music. You can dance, you can jive, having the time of your life. No, 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 Toad, no music. Oh. How about checkers? Checkers? Yeah, checkers. When I think of amphibians. Amphibians. When I think of amphibians at home, I think about you and me playing checkers. Toad. This is a serious lecture. Yeah, seriously boring. <laughs> I know, I know. You could talk about soup. Soup. Yeah, every Sunday at home for lunch, we have tomato soup, and we each get half a toasted onion bagel. Yeah, that's nice, but... And then we turn on the music. Dancing queen. <sighs> Feel the beat from the tambourine, oh yeah! No, 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 no music, no dancing, no checkers, no soup. Toad, this is a lecture, a serious academic lecture, not some free-for-all tambourine-slapping disco karaoke fest. Oh. No disco? No. But aren't you talking about home? Yes. Well, what's home without music, or, or checkers, or soup and half a bagel? Well, would it still be home if instead of soup, we had mac and cheese? Ooh, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese! Would it still be home if instead of playing checkers, we rode our bikes? Um, but no, bikes are outside and home is inside. See, in my lecture, I assert that home is wherever love is. So 
Our home is anywhere you and I are together. It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Wherever there is love, there is home. Oh, you mean like home is where the heart is. Precisely. Couldn't you have just said that? <laughs> I suppose so. But I wanted to sound smarter. You? You're the smartest in you're the smartest frog I know. Oh, Toad, you always know when to say something nice. You're much smarter than you think. Really? Really. <clears throat> Accordingly, I assert for lunch today both tomato soup and mac and cheese. Okay. But first, turn on the music. and toad. Y'all, it's been too long. Last time we saw y'all was in the Zoom squares. Right? Am I right? That was a thing we did. Remember that? Those days? Um, all right. Well, if you will join me in, in a word of prayer. Oh God, we thank you for bringing us home. We're so grateful, Lord, for another day in you that our bed was not our cooling board and our sheets not our binding cloth. That we woke up, as they say, clothed in our right minds, ready to praise you, ready to celebrate the start of a new church year, ready to recommit ourselves to fierce revolutionary love, to be your hands and your feet, to do your will and work to bring your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. God, we know you hold the master plan. We know you weep with us over the troubles of this world, but we have faith, oh God, that trouble don't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So, Heavenly Mother, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Guardian, we ask that you hold and keep us along the way. For if you lead us, God, we will not stray. Your path is our path. And though we may stumble, though we may take some turns in the wrong direction, we know that you are with us. And we know, God, that with you, we will get there together. Amen? Amen. 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 
Now, if you will stand with me, as I should have asked you a minute ago to do. I'm, I'm coming home too, y'all. <laughs> for the, for the uh, prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray in whatever language you know, whatever version you know, we have a version here in our bulletin um, that you're more than welcome to read. If you'll join me in saying, ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Friends, take a look around this space. Online friends in the chat around you. Feel the love, the joy, the family. This is where peace starts. Starts right here. That love that you have in your heart that convinces you, that tells you that you are wondrously made exactly as you are, and that you were made for community. So friends, let us be that peace of God for one another. Please move around the space offer words of grace and love and peace. We are still trying to be COVID conscious, so more bows, less full body embrace, but <laughs> no one's policing. <laughs> but the peace of God be with you now and always. Peace be with you, middle family.
When I think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. I wish I was home, but I wish I was back there with the things I've been knowing.
I just, I just can't. <laughs> Angela, that was beyond. Hey, everybody. It is amazing to see you here. Amazing. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Look at God. Look at us. Gathered in this place together. Wow. I just think we should just look at each other for another second. <laughs> Look at you. Thank you so much. There's one more seat down here. If you're feeling claustrophobic, come on down. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, band. Thank you, choir. Woo. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Tech. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Well, today's scripture is from Exodus um, 16. I'm reading verses 2 through 16. If my computer wants to come back to it, there's a commercial right there. <laughs> come to some conservative church and learn about Jesus for real, something kind of commercial. <laughs> did I actually say that or did I think that out loud? Oh my God. Okay. I know, I did, I did, oh my goodness, guys, okay, everybody say a prayer. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, that's all I want, okay, cool. Okay, listen now for a word of God from scripture. Natalie? Seriously, it's not working. Could I have somebody else's? Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Frog and Toad. Okay. Uh, yeah, mine didn't work either, right? Something's going on. They're out to get us. Okay, this is a story of uh, God's people in the wilderness. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by God's hand in Egypt. There, we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you... You've brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly of people to death. Then God said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions 
On the sixth day, they're to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to the Israelites, in the evening, you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning, you will see the glory of God because God has heard your grumbling against God. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses said, you will know that it was God when God gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning because God has heard your grumbling against God. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord, for God has heard your grumbling. And while Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, when the, uh, the, that evening the quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? Manu, for they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, it is the bread God has given you to eat. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Phones will not fail the word of God, right? <laughs> Amen. Remember the thing called the Bible, like you could touch it? Okay, we'll bring that next time. <laughs> There's a thing called the Bible. Let's pray. <laughs> God, God, your word is a lamp unto our feet no matter where we find it and a light unto our path. So uh, please, God, uh, walk us with you on the path to love and justice. Amen. Amen. Two heart-stopping, devastating phone calls in my life. The first, May 17th, about 15 years ago. I'm calling my mom to do my normal check-in. Hey, mama, how you doing? I'm good, sweetie, how are you doing? I'm fine. And then she go, how's, how's Emma's daughter, Richard's kid, Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, how are you today? Almost every day, Kaibalia. That day, I could tell there was something up in her voice. Mommy, what's going on? Well, precious, I wasn't going to tell you yet, but the doctor said I have cancer. I have lung cancer. And we started crying together. And Mommy said, the doctor said it was already stage four when they found it. And she had months to live. Months to live. So I lost my mind, I cried, made plans to go to Chicago to visit her. That's rough phone call number one. Rough phone call number two, December 5th, 2020. John and I are babysitting Ophelia at our house because her baby brother is sick. My phone is off, that's not normally the case. But John's rang and it was Claudia and Susan calling. Jackie, turn on the TV. Our church is on fire. My church is on fire, I said. They said, our church is on fire. And we turned on the television, and it was the worst thing I could ever imagine. And I don't know about you, but when I look at the pictures or I see a video again, I am right back there in that feeling of trauma and pain. 
Mommy's cancer put us on a journey, a journey through the wilderness, a journey through the wildness, um, chemotherapy, something called cybernice, uh, loss of hair, loss of nails, loss of dignity, uh, chemotherapy that just tortured her, right? And that fire put us on a journey in the wilderness. Who are we going to be? Where are we going to be? And how are we going to do it? What is going to become of us? I mean, the fire that is COVID, the fire that is the fire, the fire that was American crazy racism, George Floyd and all the everything. Who, what was to become of us? What put Israel in the wilderness actually was liberation, right? They had been slaves in Egypt and God heard their cries and God set them out on a journey, a precarious journey, but a journey nonetheless out to freedom. They who had been working under a heavy tax master, they who had been working without enough supplies, they who didn't have health care, didn't have insurance, who didn't have safe places, evidently were not that hungry, though. Right? If you listen to the text, they're like, hey, you brought us out here in the wilderness to get to freedom. But back there, back home, we knew what time dinner was. And there was lamb stew in the pots. Thank you very much. Instant oatmeal for breakfast, lamb at night. They were out in the wilderness, in the wildness, yes, on the way to freedom, but with the anxiety that comes from not knowing what's going to happen to you. Where are you going to get dressed? Where are you going to go to work? Where are you going to worship? Where are you going to care for your family? Where are you going to do your thing? How are you going to sustain yourself with food? So even the vision of freedom, even the vision of a promised land didn't stop Israel from being anxious and from complaining to God. Anybody in here been feeling anxious? Anybody in here been wondering what it was going to be like when you had to go back to work in person? Anybody wondering how, whether you're going to wear a mask or not? Can you sing through a mask? <laughs> Anybody in here feeling uncertain about American politics or world politics or the absolute craziness from Putin in the Ukraine to Trump in Florida? Anybody here feeling anxious? We don't know what time it is. We don't know what's going to happen next. What we do know, at least I think we know, that the testimony of our ancestors reminds us that God is a God who can take our anxiety, who can take our fist shaking, who can hear our grumbling and our tears and our moaning and our complaints and still show up with a recipe to feed us. I'm talking about particular, right? <laughs> Who of you ever had quail? Anybody? It's really delicious, right? And if you've ever had it with onion jam, it's called quail le onion, and it's fabulous. I don't think quail is a particularly Israel-like kind of food, but there was God, Asimisi. We're going to give them some bread in the morning and some quail at night. Yes, that's how we're going to do it. And you know that guy was doing black woman that day. Quail and sweet potato pie. Come on, somebody. With some lemonade on the front porch. I mean, God was particular. The space between what we know 
and what we don't is ancient space. Even if what we know is enslavement, even if what we know is poverty, even if what we know is addiction or brokenness, what we know, a bad relationship, what we know, the terrified sense of, of having to be stuck and can't move forward in your life, what you know and what you don't know is a whole wilderness between there. And what you don't know is more frightening than the bad stuff at home. Somebody say amen. amen. Middle church was our home. And it wasn't perfect, I know. I am, but middle wasn't. I'm kidding. <laughs> we, <laughs> middle church was not perfect, right? We had our bumps and our grinds. I mean, our bumps and our things. But we, but we had each other, and we knew what that was. Amen? My precious mommy was not perfect. Our family life wasn't perfect. But her warm bosom and sweet face and beautiful voice was home. And I knew what that was. I knew what that was. The text today wants us to know that our God knows how to show up in between the now and the not yet. Our God understands our anxiety and knows how to deal with it. Our God knows how to give us the precise things we need, not so we'll hoard it, but so we'll have enough. Now, I'm not one of those preachers that believes the Bible is a literal thing. So when I read about quails falling from the sky and some flaky stuff on the ground looking like bread, I go, hmm, really? I make a face at it, you know? I'm like, really? I don't think so. And you got to say it, because you're a preacher, so I'm saying it. But the day the quail is falling from the sky, I'm going to quit. <laughs> My board members are here. Where will Jackie? I'll be in Paris drinking some wine if the quail starts falling from the sky. <laughs> of course this quail didn't fall from the sky. But the writers of the text want us to understand that they understood. Don't you know God is able? Don't you know God is able to hear your cranky, whining self and give you some food to eat anyway? Don't you know God is able to give you a free place in which to worship because you ain't got no money? Don't you know God is able? Don't you know God is able? that in the midst of COVID and in the midst of fire and in the midst of the crazy political arena in which we find ourselves, 672 people found themselves to our church in those two years. Don't you know God is able? Don't you know God is able when the collegiate church has a big falling out with some investment company and loses gazillions of dollars? that this community kept on funding its ministry. Don't you know God is able? Don't you know God is able? When we have an ambitious campaign to think we need to raise $15 million to rebuild our building and have three years of programming. Hear me? Rebuild, three years, $15 million. We have committed one-seventh of that already in two months. Did you hear me? Don't you know God is able? And don't you know, mommy's death sentence 
of four months, that girl lived for eight more years. Eight more years. She was not trying to die just because the doctor said so. I'm skeptical about quail and Frosty the Snowflakes on the ground. I'm skeptical about that. But I am not skeptical about God. I am not skeptical about what God can do. It's no secret what God can do. What God has done for others, God will do for you. God is good enough, loving enough, fierce enough, present enough, generous enough to sustain us in between the now and the not yet. We can shake our fists in anger and frustration. We can say our prayers in the space of not knowing, and God will hear, and God will show up. I'm not skeptical about that. May it be so. Amen. I'm still Jackie Lewis. <laughs> Pronouns are still she or hers. Uh, this is the time in our worship celebration when we invite you to join the movement. And I'm so proud of all of you who have made an invitation over time. Uh, this is a beautiful compilation of Join the Movements that Jeff has prepared for us. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, the people of God inviting you to be a part of this movement. Look. Middle Church is a place where we refill ourselves. With its radical vision of all-inclusive, revolutionary, fierce love that compels us to seek justice in this world. We believe that we are called uh, by God for revolutionary love. Just as you are, as you came through that door, we welcome you. Middle was one of the first places I heard someone say to me that you are enough. Your black queer self is exactly what God wants in the world. But I didn't know that this body in transition could be holy until I came to Middle. Where else but Middle Church, where everyone is welcome and everyone is seen in all of their glorious, messy, intersectional, divine humanness. I had to, you know, explain to my family, well, Dory, why are you joining a church? You're not Christian. And I said, well, you know, at this church, God is really the stick that holds up the placard that we're all carrying at the protests. Even only being online, the relationships we have been able to build are so wonderful and so enriching and life-giving. I'm pretty sure I cried like at least every service for the first six months that we went to because I just couldn't believe that there was a faith community um, that exists like Middle. Middle has been such a formative part of my own personal and professional journey and I wouldn't be where I am today without the inspiration and the love and the community that I found at Middle. It's been the place where I've been able to grow spiritually and emotionally. Participating in revolutionary parenting, attending anti-racism classes, Middle Out Loud, as well as the Young Adult Small Group. It's been such a life-giving experience to be part of the choir. Standing up for women, 
Black lives, trans lives, mama earth, and voting rights. Healing the world on the ground and in digital spaces. This is my kind of church. Being a part of middle means being part of the work of love. We need you. We need you because you empower the love, you empower the justice in our community. We can't do it without your help. This love has to be shouted from every rooftop, shared in every form of social media. So if we are thinking about joining Middle, just go to middlechurch.org. Join me. Join the movement. Join us country to country, coast to coast. Join the movement to serve our God called love. I found my home. I don't know where we would be without Middle Church. There are many ways to step in, step up, to get involved, to be a part of this beloved community. So if you have been dating us, you should think about joining us. You don't have to get married, you can just move in. Shack up together, it's all good. <laughs> all you have to do is go to the website, middlechurch.org, and indicate your desire to join us Come be a part of this. Join us. Give your gifts of time and talent. And yes, money makes it happen. For we are Middle Collegiate Church. And we love you. Welcome home, everybody. Welcome home. I'm Devin, your Director of Development at Middle. And we are thrilled to be kicking off a new programming year. Um, you'll see here, reclaim, reframe, repair, and rebuild. That's what we're headed into. And I'm excited to introduce Andy Sears, who's joined us as our consultant on Middle Rising, to talk with you for a second. There's something just so beautiful about um, rising from the fire with fierce love to me. And, uh, you know, Jackie shared that we're shooting for a $15 million goal. It feels big and bold, but at the same time, Middle Church's vision is big and bold. And uh, I feel like part of my job and my role is just to communicate, we can do this. We can do this. And uh, the ingredients that I've observed where I see it happen is where there's strong leadership. And uh, I think we, we know that's in place, but it's more than Reverend Dr. Dr. Lewis, it's, it's everybody here that's part of this community that steps up and provides leadership for a campaign like this. Um, it's also a compelling vision that we can all unite around, and I think that's in place as well. And then it's, are we able? And you know, just kind of playing off of Jackie's message here, we are able because you are able, but because God is gonna show up. So I just, I'm, it's a privilege to be a part of this. So thank you for inviting me in. I want to have Devin just share kind of what's the first step that maybe some of you can take in joining the movement to rise. Thanks, Andy. Um, as you're digging through your pockets for coins today as the ushers come around or pulling out the phone for the Venmo code, um, you're also going to get a card after you leave today. Next Sunday, we're going to start inviting the congregation into um, the space where you can talk with us about Middle Rising. And so Jackie and I will be there to um, invite you in to hear more about what the next few years is gonna look like. And um, we hope you'll sign up for one. There's three coming up, so grab one of these cards and pick a time for you. Thanks everyone.
Excuse me, I'm a little weepy, y'all. It's something I do sometimes. But when I see the ushers coming forward and bringing up these gifts, and I look out and I see the gifts that are each and every one of you, I know that we don't just serve a God who is able. We serve a God who is doing the thing. Who is showing up, who is rebuilding and reclaiming and repairing and replacing. Who has replaced and is replacing. So God bless these gifts that we have given. May we use them for the work of justice, and may each and every person who sits in this room know that they are a gift, exactly as they are. And together we will do this work. We pray this in your heavenly name. Amen. My friends, would you stand as you are able? And we're going to get ready to ease on down the road. You're not ready already. Ease on down the road. Can you say it with me? Ease on down the road. One more time. Ease on down the road. Here we go, gentlemen. Don't! 
only John Del Cueto will turn some ease on down the road to even more funky. I love that, John. Everybody, just take a real quick seat. Choir, you can stay where you are if you'd like to. I'd like to um, uh, invite Joe Gordon Drott and Joaquin Marks to come up here. So, you know, the fire was hot. And it was a hot mess afterwards. Um, the social hall is just unbelievable. It, uh, grief inducing uh, to look at it. And of course the sanctuary was totally destroyed. But Gordon's portrait and my portraits were the portraits closest to the sanctuary. So they were closest to the fire. So they got wet, they got blistered, they were not good looking. Where's Gordon's portrait? The, 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 no, the old one. The old one? Yeah, the old one. Thank you. Yeah. So I think Darren was there with me, Darren and Janae, and we ran in through the building looking for things to rescue, and we rescued that. But that's how it looked. Mine looked like that. What came fixed mine, and it's now at the New York Historical Society looking quite lovely, next to the Liberty Bell. Very nice, very nice. But look what he did to Gordon's portrait. You do it, yeah. Kind of it. I'll, I'll keep the before. Well, the unveiling of this, uh, this portrait is uh, such a, a wonderful thing for me. And, um, and you know, uh, I need to really thank Jackie because it never would have happened. Oh. Yes, it would have. They would have hurt me if I hadn't fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So that was... That was that was really uh, a ter terrific, and um, the um, the unveiling of this portrait to me has slightly different uh, different meaning to me, and that is that uh, uh, it's just one a wonderful wonderful por uh, portrait. I I like it so much, uh, and it's Joachim who, who who really made that possible and painted that. But I see it as, um, uh, as a, uh, a kind of an unveiling, uh, as, an, as an early symbol. This is like, like the beginning, beginning a, 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 a campaign. This is like a beginning. I mean, why, why unveil this now? But it, to me, it's an, it's, a, it's, a, it's an early beginning for all of us to anticipate, uh, to think about, to imagine what uh, the unveiling of a new middle church uh, on Second Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
looking forward, uh, each one of us, uh, I hope, will experience joy in um, that we may contribute uh, something. You notice nobody is managing any figures, but that we may contribute something to middles rising. It is important because nobody knows better than I do that such an exceptional ministry that, that, and, and outreach that happens here, it needs, um, and, and, and it needs an appropriate home place. A ministry like this can be in a wilderness for a long time, but it does eventually need a home place, place an appropriate one, to ensure the quality, that the quality of its ministries and the quality of its outreach that it does way beyond um, here, way beyond uh, New York City, beyond the nation now. Jackie has taken it by far more than, that, than what it, it was uh, ever. And um, so it needs to, uh, to ensure that, that its ministry uh, will continue and, um, and that it's in, and also for the present and the future of Middle Church. Amen. Now, Gail and I are, are very happy to, to be here uh, today. Uh, and um, um, we're happy to be here because it is also for us then as we, uh, something as we continue uh, to participate in Middle Rising, which we hope you will also. Thank you, my love. Thank you. The first time I saw Gordon was uh, when I looked at his portrait that was hanging in the uh, in Middle Church all the way at the end at uh, the social hall. There was a little room, and there were and there were like a whole number of portraits hanging, and they were all like older men, um, old white guys, old white guys, <laughs> <laughs> old white guys, <laughs> and uh, you know traditional poses. Black background, black robes, some had like these big white collars that really dated them to way far back. Um, the actual, there's a long tradition, so the earliest one was from 1628. So this is a tradition that has been continuing for all these years. Uh, and I'm glad I could continue it. Um, so Gordon's portrait stood out because it was red. He was wearing a red robe, and if you missed the red robe, the background was red too, and he had like a, and he had a big smile engaging the viewer. So um, this was that. Can I just say? Yeah, you may. So this was uh, damaged pretty pretty badly because the paint layer just was flaking off, and um, that was beyond repair. And all these pieces are lost, and some of the other ones are so it's all loose. Um, so um, I had to paint a new one, and uh, Middle Church decided that they want a copy. Uh, and so I looked a little bit into what Gordon does <laughs> and did, and, uh, <laughs> and I heard about it so many times anyway, how he had been revitalizing Middle and inviting everybody in the community that the church was actually located in, 
invited all the artists, the dancers, the musicians, the actors, and he really made middle happening and gave a home to all the people on the Lower East Side uh, there. Um, so, I'm giving you so, what came with that. It's almost done, sign. Okay. <laughs> so I assume, you know, what the artist who originally painted the portrait was um, trying to get with that red was the energy that he had put in there. Um, I didn't make many changes. I consulted a little bit with, uh, with Gordon, made a few changes, see if you can spot them. Try to make him look younger. Younger. Gordon said, make me younger. <laughs> Anyway, yes, and I think it is, uh, it is the first materializing of middle rising again, and uh, I hope it's going to be a big Thank you. Gordon's going to take his home. We're going to leave that one here. Um, I want to just say a couple things and let us go. One is, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Akim. Joachim is an incredible portrait artist. If you need somebody, um, he's fantastic. And he made me look really, really cute. So he's going to be my friend forever on my portrait. Um, secondly, uh, after, after this moment right here, there's an outside thing for us all. There's a food truck. Please bring the kiddos. Come hang out. Come fellowship and hang out. Uh, we've got um, the fair for you to sign up so you can do stuff, butterfly, gospel choir, consistory, leadership, um, make your own ministry. What are you dreaming about? We almost always say yes, so come, come make a thing happen, right, Madge? And if you volunteer to do it, for sure. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Angela. Oh, my God. Thank you. God is in the business of liberation, releasing us from bondage, knowing that in the wilderness we will be cranky and stank because we're afraid, right? But God is going to show up with what we need. And God is going to show up with what we need. And did I say it? God is going to show up with what we need. And to help us get on down the road yes. to the new place God has in store for us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So go in the world, beloved, and do love everywhere. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>